Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. It doesn't really matter where you are, but the impact of what you do is what really matters. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. These talks are designed to both introduce advanced subjects and provide insight into the work being done in these fields. Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. I'm Kimberly Jacobs, Senior Communications Manager here at Women Who Code. And today our guest is Maureen Josephine. Maureen is a software engineer, a Google developer, expert in Flutter and Dart, a technical speaker, a technical writer, and a tech community lover. She enjoys exploring and learning new things. And besides coding, she is passionate about fashion and design. She derives her inspiration from nature, African culture, and technology. Welcome, Maureen. We're so happy to have you today. Thank you so much for the welcome and looking forward to interaction. Awesome. Well, today we'll be talking about your experience with mobile, Flutter, and your job relocation from Kenya to Germany. To get started, I'd love to know what drew you to working in technology? Thanks. That's an interesting question because growing up in Kenya, I was uh, intrigued by computers, especially for the fact that after high school, um, that's when I had uh, like most interaction with computers because it was like a rare machine back in the village that we could see. So anything that you needed to do, you needed to go to the cyber cafe to do everything. So I remember even my first email, I had to go to a cyber cafe and I had to pay to register for an email for like 300 Kenya shillings by then. And comparing this to someone who was uh, off from high school, I felt like this, this was so much expensive for me. So I, I often asked myself, so why is creating an email so expensive? And this made me have more interest into learning about computers. I wanted to learn about this rare machine in my village. I wanted to have interactions with it. And that's when I decided to take computer science as a course for the university. Nice. It sounds like the rest was history after that, right? (laughs) Yeah. So you told us a little bit about how you got started in technology, but when did you first get started and interested in mobile specifically and then learning technologies like Flutter and Elixir? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, So I started learning technologies like Flutter, and Elixir, immediately after my university studies, I was, um, it was at this time that I was uh, almost done with university and I was looking for internship opportunities. But during that time frame, I attended a conference back in Nairobi and uh, one of the speakers was introducing us to Flutter. And I somehow got interested on what Flutter really does compared to what um how the speaker was relaying his message so i was initially doing mobile development with android java 
But when he mentioned about Flutter and he said that it's cross-platform, you just write one code and deploy it on different platforms like Android and iOS. So I wanted to learn about this technology so much. And um, when I got my first internship opportunity, I told the manager that, yeah, I started learning about Flutter, but I don't have much knowledge about it. And that's what I was so much interested into knowing. And uh, he was so much kind um, to introduce me to Flutter without any Flutter background at all. So during my internship process, we used to study um, using the Google Docs in regards to Flutter, how to get started with Flutter. But the most interesting part of this learning journey was someone who was teaching me how to get started with Flutter didn't have any Flutter background at all. So it was like, are really challenging for both of us because he was leading me through the right direction. But at the same time, I was passionate about the technology so we could navigate online and through communities and all that. That is so interesting and cool. I think a great point to just pull out from what you just said is just like you really spoke up and said like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to learn. And I'm so glad that your manager was willing to like help you in that. And I feel like most of the time when you do express those things, the manager that people have are usually supportive of that. And then I love that the two of you came together to learn it together. I was like, taken aback when you said, oh, he didn't have experience in it either. Like that is really cool and unique. And I hope that the two of you are like still in contact and like technology buddies based off of that experience. Um, Yeah, I'm just recalling because I think he was the person who pushed me to start giving Flutter Talks based on the knowledge, the little knowledge I had uh, from what you were learning together. So I highly appreciate his guidance throughout the process and also introduced me to Elixir that you just mentioned as well. So during that period, I was uh, learning about Elixir uh, applications. It was pretty new and uh, we used to use it for backend solutions for that company. But I decided that what I would continue with is just Flutter. Just after the internship, I did do I love that. That is amazing. So is this the same company that you were working at that was a health tech company? Because you were working at a health tech company in Kenya during the pandemic between 2019 and 2021. And if that is the company, or if even if it isn't, how did working at the health tech company during the pandemic impact your work and all of the things that you were like working towards technology wise during that time? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Um, so uh, during that time, it wasn't the same company, but the first company where I was interning to led me to getting an opportunity to the next company, which was the health tech because I had the basic skills that I needed to get started with work there. But yeah, during the pandemic from 20, I think 2020, uh, when that started, it was tough, a little bit tough on us because we used to have this print culture where you could work from home sometimes and work from the office sometimes. But for the fact that our team was mostly uh, remote, 
uh, with other people in Amsterdam, Nigeria, and Kenya. So we didn't have so much difference. But the issue was like us who were in Nairobi interacting because most of us were home during that time and we weren't going to the office most of the time. So the social aspect of being together as a team reduced. And the fact that it was within the health tech sector, we needed to be more vigilant in regards to what our users were facing. Because if it's a health issue, it's an urgent issue. There is like every issue reported is high priority. So in our teams, we needed to like agree on who is going to work on what and when. So we had the on-call rotation for anyone who is on call to handle any incoming issues. But also during that pandemic, I learned that as much as we had this nice team and all that, I appreciated the flexibility and ability to um, interact or cooperate with other teammates from the other locations, like uh, because we had teams in the Netherlands who could communicate till long hours, which was a disadvantage. But on the other hand, it improved our communications in regards to remote working and all that. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm sure that was like, that was an interesting time for everybody. Um, And then having that work culture being just working from home. But it sounds like it also just propelled you to the next level during that time. And like Mm -hmm. you said, learning how to be uh, more vigilant due to it being around health. Eventually, though, you did move from Kenya to Germany. Can you tell us about that decision and how the transition was for you? Yeah, that was like a really interesting transition for me because after having the uh, experience of a full remote role, especially uh, during the pandemic, because we never used to go to the office sometimes at all, we wanted to reduce the number of COVID uh, infections and all that. So during that time, I asked myself, okay, so what next? Because I was already um, introduced to the remote working. I liked it because of the flexibility. But at the same time, I was thinking, how about moving beyond Kenya? How about seeking opportunities in other companies outside Nairobi? Because I felt like still open to trying out new opportunities, new technologies and all that. So at that particular time, I made a decision to uh, look for jobs outside Nairobi. So what I did was through the LinkedIn search, I was just searching for flatter jobs outside Kenya, provided it's not within Nairobi. I, I wasn't really keen on which exact location I wanted to go because I was like looking for US jobs, flutter jobs in Germany, flutter jobs in Europe. But I, I got my first response from some company, which later I agreed to work with, which I'm currently working with. So uh, during that time, uh, yeah, I found this opportunity, flutter opportunity within the EV industry. And since the EV industry is still still sounds like a buzzword to most of us and people are still trying to get to know how how does EV really work. So when I got this post about 
Flutter with Evie and the fact that I was doing Flutter, interested in Flutter, and also curious about how Evie electric vehicles work and how it would work with Flutter applications. So yeah, I gave into that and fortunately the company was offering relocation and uh, with all the relocation support. So I decided to give it a try. But I was a bit scared about moving to a new country alone with no one at all. Yeah, but it was an interesting journey and transition. That sounds really exciting, but also scary, um, especially with you being able to mix your experience and love for Flutter, but also the EV electric vehicle aspect of it all. So that is like really cool. And with that, what have you found to be the difference in the tech industry between Kenya and Germany? Yeah, um, so I was really scared about um, how it would be because uh, back in Nairobi, like I was working with friends, literally people I've grown up with, like from childhood to university and all that. But here I was moving to a new country, a new location, no personal people I knew like so much but I had like friends from Kenya a few friends from Kenya in Germany but I just knew them that they were in Germany I I didn't know them at personal level so the major difference I faced was how we did things especially uh, back in the in terms of trying to um, the work culture I would say the work culture um, in my previous company, uh, we were we were more around the same location and all, but the major difference I faced here was that much interactions because here uh, someone goes to work, after work they go back home, unless there's a team event or a team building event that both of you would go. But uh, me being a new person in a new country, in a new workplace, I, I was still trying to figure out that that in terms of how does it really work socially but I got the hang of it after some time when we had like our team events at least I interacted with other colleagues but the major difference still remains I mean someone goes to work after work you go back home and difference in terms of of technical upskilling and leadership I I, I coming from like a Kenyan background, Kenyan tech background to like a German tech industry, I kind of felt like I faced a little bit of imposter syndrome, trying to feel a little bit less of what I know. I would say it's more on the feel of like um, having new faces who I, I'm not used to interacting with at all. But at the same time, I'm the, I'm the only black girl in the team. So I feel less confident about how my opinions would be taken and all that. But with time, I had this interesting colleague who also joined around the same time I joined. And we kind of had like a one-on-one on, yeah, you need to do this, you need to do this. Um, you could ask them questions in regards to navigating to that. And it kind of gave me a little bit of confidence, not just staying in my shell if I need something and I need to reach out to someone. Yeah, but I would say that it's 
mostly um, the tech is the same because I used to use Flutter back, uh, back in Kenya and uh, we are using it here. The only difference is like how each company does their stuff. That is so interesting. I'm so glad you were like able to connect with one of your coworkers and then that kind of just like helped you. Were there any other things that helped you overcome your imposter syndrome during that time? Yeah, um, also within the Flutter community, I have a mentor. So um, when I was having a conversation with her, she was telling me about her background because uh, she had worked with in the US, she had, she had worked in Europe as well, uh, relocated from her original country back to, uh, to the US to, the, uh, to, to work in Europe and all that. And she told me during that time of her career, it was also during her peak time in the career field. And she used to face challenges here and there. So when I told her, hey, I'm relocating to Germany, she was like, go there and tell me how it goes after one month. So after one month when we had our call, I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like this and that. And she was like, yeah, that's normal. So what I need to do is stay connected to the communities. She wanted me to look for communities in Berlin because currently I'm based in Berlin women in tech communities in Berlin, um, any tech community in Berlin, like Flutter communities, so that as much as I'm trying to plug in into a new culture or a new system, I don't get left out because if you have a community of people who do the same things that you do, you kind of feel at home with that. And she also told me not to lose touch with my friends back home so that we could like interact here and there keep updates on each other so I think that made me confidence and reminded me of who I am or who I was and all the things that I have achieved and I attended some of the events in Berlin and I met other awesome women who are just like me who had relocated to Berlin as well and trying to find a fit in the community and all that. So these kind of conversations made me regain back my confidence. I needed to speak up. I even volunteered to give a talk in Hamburg last year. So which was like a really great opportunity for me to, as, as, um, as well as like um, connect to the community, also share my technical knowledge with the community and yeah. That's great. I love to hear that. And I think that that is very useful for even our audience to kind of know if they decide to or are currently navigating moving to a new country. How did your work in Kenya prepare you for where you are now? You touched on it a little bit already, but if you wanted to just like add any additional things that you didn't mention before. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I think Generally, um, I would say my career has like this step-by-step procedures where one step leads me to another and another step leads me to another. I would say that my previous career, especially working in an international company before in the health tech industry kind of prepared me to working in an international setup. The only difference is now like location. I'm now based in Germany and working with them like close by. So um, having that 
prepared me psychologically. Like I didn't feel so much difference in terms of, oh, how does it feel to work with this kind of people and all that. But other than that, I think also my contributions to the community before helped me at that I needed to do because I was still creating content. I was still writing articles. So it kind of prepared me to an international audience and not just this one, my village back then. So I would say uh, a collection of this uh, made me realize that uh, it doesn't really matter where you are, but the impact of what you do is what really matters. Wow, that was a powerful statement at the end. That is so true. It doesn't matter where you are as long as you're making that impact. Um, Speaking of impact, over time, you've become recognized as an expert in Flutter, being named a Google DevX program technical mentor, guiding people in learning this technology. Can you tell us about Flutter and what drew you to it a little bit more? Yeah, sure. Thanks. For the Google Developer Expert, I was actually uh, recognized as a Google Developer Expert, GDE, in 2021 when I was still in Nairobi. It was a good opportunity for me to try to think, okay, I'm recognized as a GDE, first female Flutter GDE in Sub-Saharan Africa and the first GDE in Kenya. So it was like a great honor for me to try to think outside the box because I was like, among all these people, uh, how am I the first female Flutter GDE in Sub-Saharan Africa? It means there has never been anyone before. I was drawn to it by trying to work throughout what I needed to do to get better at what I do. Because Flutter is a technology, as I mentioned before, that mostly is cross-platform runs on different environments, Android, iOS, and lately web and desktop. So I was like, what can I do more with Flutter? And uh, it's benefit because the reason I loved Flutter from the start was its flexibility on how you could crank up basic apps from scratch really fast just by learning how to get started with Flutter. And if you have a background in object-oriented programming, like Java, JavaScript, it's so easy to get started with Flutter because Flutter uses that as its uh, main programming language. So if you are from other technologies, it would be easier to get started with Flutter as well. So these are some of the things that made me uh, love Flutter more. And the fact that it allows you to create beautiful applications, you could add animations, um, people play hot reload feature of Flutter that makes you um, reload your app. You don't have to like do a full restart to see any changes you do. So you just do the hot reload. And as of now, I think the number of people using Flutter has grown high compared to how how it was when Flutter was first introduced. So Flutter is gaining more interest and more uh, startups starting to use Flutter, which is really, really interesting to see. Awesome. And that, um, that totally makes sense why you would be so interested in Flutter and 
take it to the next level and becoming such an expert in that. I did want to circle back to your transition from Kenya to Germany just one more time to ask, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've overcome? I mean, you've already talked a little bit about overcoming imposter syndrome, but have there been any other challenges that you've had to overcome? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So um, the moment I told my people back home that here I am, I want to be located in Germany, the first question they asked me, do you speak German? And I was like, no, I don't speak German, but it's not required for work, so it's not going to be a big deal anyways, because that's what I was told as well. So I was like, yeah. And uh, for the fact that I was moving to Berlin, which is more a uh, multicultural place with more international English speakers. So I thought it wouldn't be a big deal. But coming here, sometimes it's a challenge. Most of the time it's not because it's between me and Google Translate sometimes. But uh, one of the challenges I faced, especially when I came into work uh, from Kenya to Germany was the language barrier. I mean... It's a, uh, we have more international speakers, but you need to know a little bit of the basics to help you navigate around, especially if you're going to coffee shops for attendants who don't speak English at all. And other things like uh, the German bureaucracy with the letters and all that. Uh, it's it's good to have like a little bit of uh, the, the basics because what I found different here was like back in my country, uh, you just have your ID and then you apply for like a tax ID and then you get to think it has like various steps that you need to do because you need to register your address. After registering your address is when you would get a tax ID, which was like a totally different uh, process from what I was used to. So it means that even if you're working, um, paid would be delayed because they need to determine your tax class for that. And going through these government offices was like quite a hell. I would say I appreciate because when I moved from Kenya to Germany, I had a relocation coach from my company who was like taking me through to the offices. And most of the time they were speaking German. So I would imagine myself going alone with no uh, trying to process these documents for work and uh, yeah I think it would have been more crazy for that now I I know how to navigate around it mostly um, using Google Translate of course but I'm planning to learn basic German for a while I mean just to uh, for basic interactions and and all that besides that I think what I also found different especially uh, moving from work in my country to moving to Germany was the transport system. I think here it's pretty much advanced compared to back home. That's like going to work with a train here in Germany. Back home, like the train system is it's quite a mess because most of the time it's crowded and maybe you might miss it and all that. So those are some of the the good side of it like uh, the transport system is a little bit more advanced as much as like yeah at home we do have some but comparing to the train effective train system here that was like amazing and other than that I think one other challenge during this transition 
I think there's a lot, some, to touch on bureaucracy a little bit more. You need to have like specific documents, especially when transitioning, because I found it as an issue uh, when transitioning from Kenya to Germany. I did computer science, but during that transition period, they had to check if my computer science degree allows someone to work in Germany for the same computer science. So that process kind of took longer and it delayed my relocation a bit because I needed to get confirmation from the government that, yeah, I could work with my Kenyan computer science in Germany for that. So maybe if someone is planning to relocate with a degree form uh, to confirm that your degree is valid in there. Those are some really practical things to overcome when moving to different countries. And sometimes like getting, you get so caught up in the excitement of it all, you may forget that those can be like some of your biggest challenges outside of, you know, what you challenge, the challenges you face at work. But it sounds like you've gotten like really great support to get through those things and you were able to transition and even with your job providing that support, I think that feels like a pro tip, like ask if your job has support for you to transition to those, to a new country in that sense. And then even with um, confirming your degree being valid in a new country, um, these are all really good takeaways for, you know, moving (laughs) from country to country, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, with you being such a Flutter expert, I'm very curious to know what are some exciting things happening in the world of Flutter right now? Yeah, sure. So I think Flutter is getting more advanced day by day because of the functionalities and features that they release are here and there. So right now with the Flutter features, I think it's even more stable compared to by 2018 when Flutter was still beta. So yeah, uh, it kind of gives uh, users flexibility to enhance their applications, checking on scrollable apps. There's been an improvement on that and also checking on accessibilities. Uh, The semantic libraries have been updated. So uh, you need just to uh, plug in that to your applications. And checking, other than that, there's this uh, cool thing that people are talking about, about augmented reality, AR. So currently, there's lots of conversations around that within uh, not just Flutter community, but I have seen that as well within Flutter community, people trying to integrate AR into Flutter apps, also trying to see how that would work. And this is something that, Maybe I might explore, but this is something that's of the talk of the town right now. Other than that, uh, the other time I was trying to explore speech recognition and how how it works with Flutter. And it was an interesting finding to see. Uh, There are lots of packages currently doing that with Flutter as well. And uh, if you are interested in the speech uh, recognition, translating speech to text, that's something that uh, someone might be interested to check on. Um, Currently, I'm also working with Flutterweb to build apps. So our current company uses Flutterweb as well because web was 
still considered as not so mature. But right now I find it interesting in terms of being able to do things that uh, we were not so uh, it wasn't able to do like years ago. Uh, right now, navigation, nested navigation is better uh, with FlutterWeb. Scrollability has been improved as well. And also the state management topic that people talk about and uh, people have different opinions about. Yeah, so I feel like a lot is really going on within the Flutter community. What you need to do is just find your niche and uh, focus on what you need to learn because there's, uh, I would say like there's like lots of information out there. So you just need to know where to focus on. And yeah, there's, I, I think one of, our Flutter Google Developer Experts is soon releasing our Flutter Engineering book, which would also be interesting, especially for people who want to go beyond basics, like try to go deeper into the architectural bit of Flutter and how it actually works and um, how you could even uh, do that in complex applications. So it's pretty much interesting right now. That sounds very interesting and like there's a lot going on. <laughs> um, are there yeah. any of those new things that you're starting to implement in your work or in personal projects that you're working on? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I started checking out the speech recognition bit of Flutter and I'm kind of interested into NLP, uh, natural language processing, because I really want to know how does this really work like how can you talk to a computer and it translate that to text so what i really want to do like right now is to explore the bits of that translation uh, whereby you could speak and then it get transcribed to text so what i really want to learn is the process of what happens in between the uh, transition so how does the speech uh, production process work? How does the speech mechanism work? But also with the NLP, natural language processing, there's a subset of it of linguistics, uh, which I'm much also interested about. So I really want to know like, how does this affect computers and what would the feature be like? Uh, because right now everyone's talking about AI, AI and all things that but how can we make AI better like how can we use uh, linguistics to uh, improve these existing applications so that it gives that the actual output because what I notice even with these applications especially the Google Translate or this app that translates our speech because sometimes they they're still not uh, 100% accurate because sometimes it doesn't detect humor if you're trying to express some emotions, they still don't, are not able to express that. There's also difference in detecting accents. So it still has that uh, inaccuracy in trying to listen to different accents so that uh, sometimes you try to talk and then it talks about something else, not what you said before. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm really, really interested in exploring right now. Amazing. Yeah, I think those are some really good call outs with the accents and with the emotional part of how we communicate. Well, 
I don't want to keep you too much longer, but this conversation has been so interesting. I do have a couple more questions for you before we go, though. What advice do you have for someone who wants to follow your path and gain proficiency in Flutter or learn more about mobile development? Yeah, sure. Thanks. That's an interesting question because growing up, I needed someone to lift me up. I needed someone to hold my hand through the path. The people, I think back in the school, there was this notion of who is your role model and they are like, oh, they give these role models to people who you've never met and you don't know if you, you'll ever meet, you know. So people are like, yo, grow up and be like Jeff Bezos and all the people like doing great things in tech. But I feel like it should start from within. It should start from who do you see that would be the best comparison. So for me, like if I was growing up and I saw someone who relocated maybe from Kenya to somewhere else and they're doing great things and someone uh, referred to them as me, like be like so-and-so, then I would be like curious to know or even try to reach out to them and talk to them. Okay, so what did you do to get here? So um, what I would say in navigating your path, first of all, try to identify your passion try to understand what do you really love and follow it because right now there's so much information. It's easy to get distracted along the way. If you have your passion, then you won't lose focus on the way and also identify your niche. So if you know that mobile is your thing, do mobile. If you know more web development is your thing, then do web and don't like, do like lots of things at the same time because at the end of the day you won't have uh, something to say that you're this is what i'm proud of this is what i'm doing because you'd all be all over the place doing everything but have nothing to show so that's another thing and another thing also try to identify your mentors within the circle someone you are looking up to who is doing great who you know is approachable and if you want you could also ask for mentorship and yeah and if you're being mentored don't be the person who tries to get pushed because you seek for mentorship be the one who is following your mentor and trying to uh, look for answers to your questions so that would also be one of them and also uh, i would say join communities especially the tech communities that we have uh, we have several people with so much knowledge so if you approach someone ask them okay you are taking this ar path what do you do or what do i need to do to be like you or uh, create such nice projects also participate in open source communities especially if you are a developer uh, try to create these open source projects that would help you grow your skills at the same time try to help other people who are doing the same thing and that sounds great those are some really great gems and you've been dropping really good gems throughout the whole conversation but I just have one more question with more gems for you to drop which is what pro tips do you have for women in tech whether they're technical career wise Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting question because right now I I also founded this platform to give women in tech shout outs. 
So I really like that platform. It's called Tambua Women in Tech, mostly derived from a Swahili word, Tambua. So Tambua means to recognize because I learned that in our careers, uh, what we do is just uh, try to make or do things that make us move to another step. But what we forget about is clapping for those people who have done well. I mean, if you uh, have worked for five years, you've always been doing good, you have all these achievements, but no one is clapping for you, you still feel like uh, you are not motivated enough. So that was like my main motivation to start up the Tambua Women in Tech platform to give women in tech shout outs. So a pro tip that I would give to women in tech, uh, having have had this platform for like one year plus, I would say that learning from other people's journey is so much interesting because sometimes I feel like people, especially people from back home, view me as role models, but a role model to them. But I feel like there are other people doing better than I do. So one thing that you need to embrace is like be open to learning what other people are doing. You might be good in this. You might be good in mobile. You might be good in Flutter. But how is another person doing it in another aspect of engineering? How are they doing it in AI or something like that? So be open-minded to learn about what other people are doing. It doesn't mean that you have to switch your career to start learning AI and all that so that's what i would say and also support from other women in tech would also be great especially uh the more you learn or the more you grow in your career it's i kind of feel like it's a little bit um difficult trying to um connect because the more we grow in our career the more we become so busy so I would say that as much as we become busy, as we grow, just find time to connect with other women in tech, doing great things. And besides that, always ask questions. This is something my mentor never stops telling me to do. Regardless of where you are, a new job, a new company, a new place, if you don't know something, feel free to ask questions. And I would record, uh, had said before, I will like, be the annoying last one. So he means that the annoying last one, in a good way, of course. Be the person who won't stop asking questions. Like, how does this work? Even if it's so silly, like, just don't be afraid to ask anything. And yeah, finally, I would say stay true to your dreams. If your dream is to become an engineer or a scientist, Stay true to your dreams because as much as um, we get distractions along the way, if you have the focus, then you will meet all your dreams. I feel like those pro tips were just like the perfect mic drop to everything you've been sharing this whole conversation. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for hosting me. I really enjoyed uh Trying to think about my journey as a person, trying to think about uh, what I've learned in the process and all that. So thank you so much for doing this. It has been such a pleasure having you. If um if our audience wants to reach out to you, is there somewhere they should go? Yeah, sure. So if you'd like to reach out to me, uh, I'm on LinkedIn uh, with the same name, Maureen Josephine. 
So you can send connection requests and then reconnect. I like connecting with new people and also learning from them and all that. Besides LinkedIn, I'm also on Twitter. I use uh, TJ underscore Akilo. You'd find me. And yeah, we could also connect there as well because I think that's a place where I share random thoughts on things. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Again, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you to our audience for listening to this episode. And I hope if you haven't already fell in love with Flutter, you're even more in love with it now. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website at www.womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on all socials at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Women Who Code, with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Thanks again for listening, and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.